Welcome to the Ready, Set, CEO podcast. I'm Melissa Froelich, and I'm deeply passionate about helping women create aligned and sustainable businesses. I'm so glad you're here because that means you are ready to start embracing your leadership role as the CEO of your business. Sustainable business growth starts inside ourselves. Stepping into our CEO role allows us to create strategy that is in alignment for us and our own individual and unique businesses. And when it happens, things finally start to feel right. So let's get started. I feel like podcast topics often just present themselves, meaning there are undeniable themes that often come up every week or every couple of weeks where I see a post on social media and then a couple of my private clients ask me the same question in different ways, or I have a conversation with some of my peers. And I love this because as a generator, a human design generator, this is my opportunity to be in complete alignment and have an opportunity to respond to something. So that's exactly what I'm doing this week. I'm recording a podcast to talk about something that I'm seeing all over the place, which is this really, really interesting shift in the entrepreneurial space as it relates to burnout and where I think that's coming from. So we have been really, really blessed with the opportunity to start businesses, especially online in the past couple of years. It has been easier than ever to become an entrepreneur for a multitude of different reasons because of technology, because of COVID, all kinds of different things have allowed us to be able to choose to become entrepreneurs. And the thing about it is entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Everyone is not meant to be an entrepreneur. Now, the beauty of it is you can test it out and see if it's for you. And I think a lot of people have done that. And a lot of people are finding that the same things that didn't work for them in corporate and why they thought corporate wasn't for them are the same things that are not working well for them in entrepreneurship. And what I mean by this is that burnout feeling, the fact that they're overworked, the fact that they are burning the midnight oil, the fact that they don't actually have any time to spend with their families and do the things that they enjoy and love, the fact that they have found themselves completely out of white space on their calendar, the fact that they aren't excited to get out of bed in the morning. I see posts about this all the time. And honestly, I'm seeing some pretty impressive people. And what I mean by impressive people, people who have allegedly built impressive businesses in the online space, deciding to take a step back from entrepreneurship. And the common thread seems to be burnout. And so I find this really, really interesting, right? So many people leave corporate because they're burnt out and then they come into the online space and step into entrepreneurship and everything is super exciting and you get to set your own pace. And then if you're not careful, you can find yourself exactly in the same place that you left corporate or that you decided to start an online business in the first place to get away from the thing. So why? What is the the common thread here? Now, I want to I want to preface this by saying that every single person 
is unique. Every single person has a whole bunch of things that are happening behind the scenes that they're not sharing on social media. So we can't know what the unique circumstances of every single person is, right? That's impossible. But what I can say in terms of what has been shared with me and the conversations that I've had and and the data that I have extracted from just my own research and my defined Ajna of looking for the themes and really wanting to find those correlations is the lack of boundaries yet again are leading people down a path of burnout that they have been through previously in a different season of life, whether that was in corporate, whether that was in a small business that was brick and mortar, and then they decided to close that down and and come in the online space, whatever the thing is, right? Because although it's very, very different to be an entrepreneur in the online space, there are a lot of fundamental things that are the same. And one of those things is the importance of boundaries. And so this is not meant to shame anyone. This is meant to be a gentle wake-up call to look at how you're showing up as the CEO of your business when it comes to your boundaries. How are you protecting yourself from the thing or things that you never want to experience and you certainly never want to experience again? What do your boundaries look like? What is your commitment to your own well-being look like? I know that it, for me, is something that I have to continually prioritize and reprioritize. It's not the thing that comes naturally to take care of myself first every single day. That is not how I am wired. I am reprogramming myself to think differently and make different choices so that I can become the person who prioritizes myself better, but it's not an innate natural tendency of mine. However, I have decided to make that a priority. And part of that comes from not wanting to burn out. Part of that comes from realizing I'm a person who can go, 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 go all the time. And eventually I will probably burn out or I'll become really resentful or whatever the things are. And I don't want to do that. I've been close to it many times during my entrepreneurial journey since coming into this online space in 2016. I'm not immune to it. You're not immune to it. And neither are these people who are deciding that they're going to take a break from entrepreneurship and kudos to them for recognizing and choosing. And some of them have said, I am going to take a sabbatical. I'm going to quit early. And it may be that they are absolutely meant to be an entrepreneur and they need to have a break. It may be that they have found that entrepreneurship is not for them. Either of those scenarios is great. And what I want to say is we can all do better to prevent having to get to that point. And it starts with ourselves. No one else can be responsible for this. So the importance of boundaries and entrepreneurship, and especially in our roles as CEOs, is paramount. And this can look like a whole bunch of different things. Are you setting working hours for yourself? And then are you actually holding yourself accountable to those boundaries? It does no good to say that I'm going to have client calls from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but I'm scheduling people at 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. every single week. Saying I have a boundary and then actually respecting that boundary are two different things, and they're both important pieces of boundaries, right? So I want to bring that to the topic of conversation because I think a lot of people set boundaries with good intentions, and then it's the implementation of the boundaries that gets really, really hard. Now, on the flip side of that, if you say that you're going to have set office hours of nine o'clock to three o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for client calls and Voxer communications. And you want to have a call at 8 a.m. 
on a random Tuesday or a random Thursday, or you want to have an evening call, you get to choose to do that. That doesn't mean that you've broken your boundaries. That means you're making an informed decision to shift your schedule to support either your clients or to support a change in your schedule. So I mentioned that because a lot of people tend to get really anxious when they deviate a little bit from a boundary that they've set. You have to learn to be compliant with your own boundaries and give yourself grace to have flexibility. It's a it's a two-way street. It's a delicate dance. It's not a quest for perfection. It's a quest for improvement. It's getting better than you were last month and better than you were last year and keeping it a little bit more top of mind to prioritize your energy and prioritize making sure that everything you're building and doing in your business as a CEO is rooted in sustainability more than you were previously. This does not mean, oh my gosh, I've got to sit down and I need to create a strategic plan and I have to change everything that exists. That's not what it means at all. But what have you said that you were going to do so that things would be easier, so that you would have more energy, so that you would have more time to spend with your family, take vacations, walk the dog in the middle of the day? What have you said that you were going to do and are you honoring that? And if the answer is no, then here's the great thing. You just have to honor it a little bit more than you were right? We're, we're trying to shift this ahead 5%, 10% in comparison to what you were doing last month or last year. So it's not about, oh my gosh, I'm not doing it. I'm failing. It's like, I'm not doing this thing that I said I wanted to do. And now I have the opportunity to commit to this better than I have been. So nobody is judging you and be careful not to judge yourself. Be gentle because if you're too harsh on yourself, you're going to resent the boundaries. How can the boundaries support you? And how can you have the degree of flexibility that feels good to you? I'm not a boundary expert. In fact, if you want to follow somebody who is a boundary expert, there's an incredible woman called the Boundary Therapist on Instagram who happens to be my little sister. And she is a licensed therapist and she is really, really gifted when it comes to boundaries. So go check her out. But she can talk for days about the different types of boundaries and structured boundaries versus some that have more flex. I'm here to talk to you as a business coach and a wife and a mom and somebody who simply wants to have better boundaries than I had before and to continue to keep my eye on them. And I don't want to become the person who's going to burn out in my business. So boundaries are only... A, a piece of this whole puzzle. Understanding who we are as individuals is also important. How do we know what boundaries we need to set if we don't understand how we function best? Okay. So if you are a projector, for instance, in human design, you are somebody who needs to work in shorter bursts of time. And you also really need to prioritize rest what are your boundaries looking like? What are your office hours looking like? How are you presenting that in your welcome packets and um, in your contracts and on your discovery calls? That's going to look different than what mine look like as a generator. Okay. So understanding ourselves first is really, really important so that we're actually creating boundaries that are going to support our needs instead of saying, oh, that's somebody else's boundary. That sounds great. I'm going to do that for me. And then trying them out and seeing how they're working. And why aren't we able to stay accountable to them? Is it because we need accountability in general? Is it because that boundary isn't actually the right thing for us? Is that because we feel guilty because we are prioritizing ourselves? There's lots of layers to why a boundary may or may not feel easy or natural. So we have to have curiosity also. That's part of the emotional intelligence aspect of embracing your inner CEO 
looking at yourself as a unique individual because you are, and then making sure that your business is supporting all that. Because my business model is not going to work for you if we tried to copy and paste it. And that's why we don't do that. That is why we are cookie cutter adverse (laughs) around here because it cannot work that way and be highly effective. So the other part of this conversation that I want to have that's less broad and more micro in terms of this discussion is the conversations that you have to have sometimes that are really hard that come along with setting boundaries. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you've had clients that have been taking advantage of you for years and you're sick and tired of it and frustration is starting to come up and resentment, raise your hand if this has happened, you have two choices. You can have the hard conversation or you can continue to become more resentful and that is going to affect your overall happiness and it's going to affect the overall performance and it's going to spill over into the other clients you have. And ultimately it's going to erode a relationship right into the ground, or you can pony up and prepare to have the hard conversation that sometimes works out better than you can imagine. Most of the time it works out better than you can imagine. I just was having this conversation this last week with, with one of my clients and it was around hard conversations. And we talked through how to approach this exact scenario. Okay. I've got this client and they continue to expect me to respond all of the time. They are reaching out to me at all hours of the night and I'm sick and tired of it. And I'm taking full responsibility for the fact that I haven't had boundaries and I have allowed this to happen. They were one of my first clients and I was grateful to have them. And I was the yes woman. And I said, absolutely to every single thing all the time. Again, raise your hand if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, this was me. It was me. I'm raising all my hands back here behind the mic. So if this is something you can relate to, you are not alone. You did not screw up. This is part of the becoming the CEO. Okay. So now it's recognizing, oh, wow, I've gotten myself into a situation that is not ideal. And why, how did that happen? There was the absence of clear boundaries and there certainly was no boundary enforcement because the boundaries didn't even exist. And now I have to go and have a hard conversation with a client because otherwise I'm going to implode, right? Everything is just, it's not going to work. The scariest part is the thought of having the conversation. The conversation, when it comes from a place of groundedness and being rooted in, hey, I am going to start shifting my working hours and the way that I'm responding to projects in order to maximize my efficiency and make sure that each of my clients, especially you, is getting my very best attention. That doesn't sound so terrible when we put that spin on it. And anybody who values you, and again, going back to that being a values-aligned CEO, anyone that values you and can see the importance of the work and the relationship that you've built over time, they're going to want to hear you. So we need to assume the best about people, especially when we approach hard conversations, because often they turn out better than we could ever imagine. It's just scary to think of, oh, what if? And some people are better at hard conversations. Congratulations if you are an Enneagram 8 because you're like, I got this. I can have the hard conversation. But if you're an Enneagram 6 like me, I'm thinking about all the ways it might go wrong. And if you're an Enneagram 2 or an Enneagram 9, you'd probably rather die than have this conversation. But I don't care who you are. You can do it. 
because you're honoring yourself. And when you honor yourself, that means that you're going to be in the highest degree of integrity. And then you're going to be able to deliver the highest quality of results for your clients. So it's a no brainer to have these hard conversations. So that's where having a mentor or a coach or a peer group can be really helpful because you can go and say, I need to do this thing. I'm petrified. People can support you and say, oh my gosh, I've been there. You've got this. Let's talk through how you're going to approach it. They're going to hold you accountable to actually doing it and then check in to see how it went. It's much easier to have hard conversations together than alone. Okay. So find yourself a support group. It won't make it feel so terrible. I promise. And remembering that this is part of the evolution into becoming a more aligned version of your CEO self. If nothing changes, nothing changes. I say this often to my clients. It is the simplest thing in the world to say this, but it's incredibly powerful because you have two choices. You can choose to change your circumstances or you can let them remain the same and continue to erode your joy. And when we make it that simple, of course, you're going to change your circumstances. Now, changing your circumstances isn't always easy. And that's where, again, leaning into support. But remembering that when you're doing it from a place of honoring yourself first, that means that you also are prioritizing honoring your client and honoring the service quality that you're putting out there in the world. So boundaries are important. And in order to enforce boundaries, hard conversations are sometimes necessary. But also, if you're just starting out or you haven't communicated boundaries yet to a new client, remembering to do that. We cannot assume that people know how to work with us. So how are you communicating that? How are you communicating being able to protect your zone of genius, showing up at your highest power. What do you need? This does not mean compromising client relationships. This does not mean my way or the highway. This does not mean that business my way or no way. I can't stand that ideology. That is not what I'm here for. This is saying I'm going to do my best to honor myself and what I need to function at the highest level of energetic output for me and energetic alignment. And also knowing that I have a responsibility to my paying clients and it's not going to work out every single time in every single scenario that they are going to fit into my boundaries. Okay. I'm going to have to have flexibility, especially for people who are contractually in a relationship with me. And that I also care about as humans, I'm going to have to flex for them as well. It's not, you have to honor my boundaries and I don't have to consider what yours are. This is a two-way street, especially in business. So I want to be clear about that because I really saw people start to get on a bandwagon in 2021 and 2022 about I'm building a business my way. And they are forgetting about (laughs) the person on the other end of that relationship who is called the client who is paying to have top quality services and also be nurtured and taken care of. I have seen a lot of people miss the mark when it comes to client experience because they're too worried about doing it their way. So when I talk about business alignment, knowing ourselves and doing all of that, it's also in congruence with delivering the best quality client experience possible. You can do both. Again, this is not a quest of perfection. This is elevating what currently exists for us and always, always, always being adaptable. That is what's gotten me to where I'm at in business. That's what continues to sustain my success, the adaptability piece, not saying this is how I do it and I'm not open to any other way of doing business. 
That does not work, friends. So the goal here is to look at how we're showing up for ourselves. How can we do better? How can boundaries support us? Knowing that we're going to have to have hard conversations along the way that involve enforcing and honoring those boundaries. And there needs to be a degree of flexibility when it comes to how do we support and honor our client relationships? Because as premium service providers who absolutely care about the results that we're getting for our clients, that matters. So that's how you stand out from the crowd. You be in both camps. How do I honor myself as a leader and an individual and step further into my CEO role, but also make sure that I am prioritizing my clients because those people matter. They're humans as well. And honestly, without them, I don't have a business. So how do I make sure that I am honoring both of those spaces? When you do that, when you just have awareness of the fact that there's duality there, you're going to be okay. It's when things become polarizing and we say it's all or nothing that it starts to not work so well. So I want you to take a boundary inventory, check out how you are staying accountable to the things that are important to you. What boundaries need to be put into place? How are you honoring and respecting the boundaries that quote unquote already exist? Are you communicating them well to your clients? How can you communicate new boundaries? How can you get support to have those hard conversations? And remembering that at the end of the day, it all comes back to honoring you so that you can show up as the very, very best version of yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I really look forward to hanging out with you here next week. And I welcome any questions or thoughts on this episode. And also, if you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, please come share them with me on Instagram or in my inbox, melissa at melissafrolick.com. I love hearing from you. So thank you, thank you, and have a wonderful week. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. It was truly a pleasure to spend time with you. If you're not already part of our free community on Facebook, please join me inside of the Uplevel Lounge. You can also check out melissafrolick.com or follow along on Instagram, melissafrolick underscore biz to find out the most current ways that I can support you in stepping further into your CEO role right now.